We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy Derek with you, as always. And guys, today I'm going to be doing a Q&A with you. Uh, we had this idea up a few days ago, uh, and we never really got around to it, trying to deal with some of the coaching news and everything. And it's been difficult to kind of keep going with the repetitiveness of the coach thing, but it is what it is right now. You know, it's kind of one of the only big things that the Colts have going for them right now. And it's one of the only few things that we have, uh, to look on. So it's going to be interesting, but I want to shout out to you guys for who did submit questions to us on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to answer all those. We've got about 13 questions. So, you know, spend a minute or two on each one. So again, greatly appreciate that. Uh, and again, if this is more of something you want to see, or if you guys have any idea on some content that you guys want to see more of, or if we don't do it at all, just let us know. And, you know, we'll be sure to hit on it because I think Cody and I are definitely searching for new ways to try to bring out better content to you guys. So give us some suggestions and we'll look into a bunch of those. But anyway, uh, Maurice camera 18 with the first question. If Wink becomes head coach, referring to Wink Martindale, what are the positives he brings to the team? Well, Wink Martindale does bring a, uh, a sassiness and a level of energy to the team that I think a lot of people uh, really enjoy because he is a very upbeat guy. Even for his age, he is a very upbeat guy. And he's one of those guys where just everything around him is just personified. And I think it's a great thing for a locker room culture. And of course on defenses, you know, he's definitely a very uh, strong minded defensive coach. So of course, you know, having him in there would probably amplify things for our defense. Be interesting to see if he actually ends up getting the job because you know, the way that he runs his defense versus how we run it now with Gus Bradley, it's a little different, but who knows the, it, there could be some good things that he mixes in. So those are some of the positives I would say about, uh, wink Martindale being a head coach, uh, Nick Mays at N Mays. Oh, three says, did Zach Moss do enough to be kept as running back to next season? 
or are the Colts going to be shopping for one? Well, I would say this. Uh, it definitely would not surprise me if the uh, Colts ended up going and looking for one uh, over the span of this year. Uh, that would not surprise me. It's one of those situations where you can never be too sure of a, of a person being around. And of course, when it comes to running backs, you never know if you stumble upon one, you know, late in the round and they go and you got a chance to nab him, then that's what you got to do. But uh, when we're looking at Zach Moss specifically as running back two. Uh, Zach Moss was very uh, good in the final four games of the season for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I can just look at some of the rushing attempts that he had um, even in, yeah, basically the last uh, in the last four games. I mean, what he ran the ball 24 times for 81 yards against Minnesota uh, the Minnesota or the charger game, he ran 12 for 65. So it was averaging over five yards to carry, uh, against the giants, 15 carries for 75 yards, five yards per carry. And against Houston had his best game, 18 carries for 114 yards and one touchdown. So really, I mean, when you look at it, not just from a stat standpoint, but where the team was, and they were trying to find some spark, Zach Moss really did bring that. And I think that is why it would not shock me if he is going to be running back to going forward, because he showed you that in limited role where there wasn't much expectation, he was still averaging five yards a game, five yards a carry with uh, being out there with this uh, as being a second unit running back. But still, I, I would not be shocked if he would remain running back too. Can you even get to a game day on Sunday without Saturday? Uh, well, I would say I definitely can get to a game day on Sunday without Saturday because I'm not talking about the day. I'm talking about the coach. Okay. And I sure can do, uh, I sure can get to a game day on Sunday without Saturday. Now from a, from a literal standpoint, of course not, but we know where we're going with that. Uh, that was Caleb Gerald. Thank you for that. Uh, beat the re uh, renegade said, uh, who do you think we're getting with our second and third round pick? Well, this is going to be a question of if the Colts trade up and they get rid of one of those picks, that's going to make it interesting. But I will say this, let's say we don't trade or if we do trade, we don't have to give up the uh, second or third rounder from this year. I would definitely say with the second round, you may look for a wide receiver in that regard. There are some pretty solid wide receivers that are going to be around uh, in that second round. I could see that. I could also see a situation where we go some offensive linemen. If there's an offensive lineman that's out there that can really solidify a position for us, and a certain offensive lineman falls, I could see that. Or maybe there's a cornerback that falls. That's really good. And Indianapolis knows that in a few years, Stephon Gilmore is not going to be there anymore. Kenny Moore may not want to be here anymore. You know, that sort of situation, that would be really helpful to have somebody in that position. 
For the third round pick, I don't think the Colts are going to go with position need. I think they're going to go with the most uh, value for the for the person, not the position, because at that particular point, you're just looking at um, what what can they provide in a particular role. I've seen Cody's mock draft where he talks about um, about getting a linebacker in the third round because we feel Bobby Okereke is not going to be there. I'd be okay with that. So second round, I would expect them to look at wide receiver, offensive line, wide receiver, uh, cornerback, those three positions specifically. And then third round, they just start going with best player available. All right. Uh, David Keller asks, uh, here's something different. How would you feel if the Colts added a new uniform? Yes, please. Uh, I, I think Colts fans are kind of sick and tired of, you know, the same old Colts uniforms all the time. You know, they brought back the 57, I think was 57 uh, uniforms this last season, but you know, that's just not, not much fun. We kind of want to see the color rush or, or different style unis come out every once in a while. You know, all these different teams have these different unis that they break out every once in a while and it just doesn't end up happening. Um, so that's how I feel about it. I would love to see new uniforms. Uh, R. Wilson at Wilson27 says, what's the most likely the Colts pick up a free agent veteran quarterback or they draft a rookie uh, at 1.01 through 4 or both happens? Um, well, Wilson, I would say this, dude. The only way that I see the Colts getting both happening is if the Colts are planning to draft Anthony Richardson. That's the only way I see that both happening. Because if you draft Anthony Richardson, you have to sit him a year. He has to figure things out. He's an he's obviously a good quarterback, but he has some uh, learning to do with accuracy and other things going on. And that's where getting a free agent veteran quarterback is a big uh, plus there. Um, but I think most likely that they get a rookie um, just due to the fact that, again, what you have seen is you have seen multiple failed experiments done with the quarterback carousel, the aging veteran quarterback get done, right? And when it comes to the veteran quarterbacks who are going to be really available at this point, um, Aaron Rodgers is, but Aaron Rodgers is getting older. Uh, Derek Carr is, you know, in a decent spot, but the amount of money that you need to invest in that. And from what it sounds like, the Saints most likely are going to get him. So I wouldn't even worry about that. And then the only other one I could really see is Jimmy G. But even then, I don't want to take on, uh, I don't really want to take on Jimmy G unless like what you said, he is a bridge quarterback. It's the only way I would see that working out, but that's it. Um, Alan says, is there any guy available in free agency or trade? You'd rather have a quarterback next year over a 2023 rookie. Um, trade specifically. Well, yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that I know that I've been somewhat critical of a Lamar Jackson, not because of what he has or hasn't done on the football field yet. 
It's what to expect from him going forward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Because he's been getting injured a little bit more each and every year now. And I, I have the philosophy that my friend and I have when it comes to these kinds of running mobile quarterbacks, you know, they don't last very long in the league the way that he does things. But nevertheless, I still think Lamar Jackson has plenty of good years left in him. So I'm not insanely worried about that. Um, I feel that Lamar Jackson coming in right off the top, um, a free agent quarterback. I don't think there's a single free agent quarterback that I would rather, that I would want to have at this moment uh, over any of these rookies. Uh, I think all these rookies can be better than any of the free agent quarterbacks that are left out there right now. But um, from a trade perspective, yeah, uh, I could definitely get on board with the Lamar Jackson thing, but it would definitely take a lot and that would be a hard ask. Uh, Okay. Zach Rossi saying, who's the in-house priority free agents that the Colts need to resign? Well, let's go ahead and pull up the... uh... Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The list here of the free agents that the Colts are going to have. I would say of all the guys that are an absolute must to re-sign, or he is the must free agent. Um, I would say from this perspective, it should be Paris Campbell. 
it should be Paris Campbell. And I know some people are saying, Derek, why do you continue to keep mentioning it? Because it's the truth. Uh, Listen, Bobby O'Karake, I love me some Bobby O'Karake, all right? I love me some Bobby O'Karake. I was a huge fan of him coming out uh, into the league, and I thought he was going to be a great player for us. And he was. He's been a great player for the Indianapolis Colts. So great, in fact, that I think that this next free agency period, I don't think that we're going to be able to retain him because I think he's going to want to get $10 million plus a year on his next contract. And I don't think the Indianapolis Colts can afford to make that decision. You're already paying $20 million for Shaquille Leonard. You're about to give Zaire Franklin an extension probably at some point because as Zaire Franklin's role continues to increase he's gonna want more than six million dollars a year for the production he just gave us this last year he did just set the all-time record of all-time franchise record for tackles in a season so that's impressive so the amount of money you're gonna have invested into your linebackers is huge especially if you do that for bobby you would have 40 million dollars invested in Two different, you'd have $40 million each invested in two different positions. So $80 million invested in two positions on your team. I mean, that's literally what, like a third of your budget all on one, uh, one team, one, two parts of your team. I mean, there's so many other positions that need to be taken care of. Uh, I would say if there's any of the must haves, uh, must haves. I would love must have as a chase McLaughlin. Uh, you want, you need to resign him. You need to keep him. Uh, we need to keep our kicking game in, in place. That is for certain. Uh, Paris Campbell is a must. Again, I don't think that Bobby O'Karake is a must unless you decide to deal Shaquille Leonard, which I don't see happening. So there's that. Uh, the other must is EJ speed. Uh, EJ speed is the other must. You must try to keep EJ speed here because you can't lose two linebackers in the same uh, free agency period. You know, you want to have EJ speed as your third linebacker to help you in this system going forward. So uh, Chase McLaughlin, Paris Campbell, EJ speed are my must resigns. Uh, There's a couple others that I think we could probably, we should probably resign, but not must. So I'll go with that. Uh, Blaine says, uh, considering, uh, Ballard says if he drafts QB, that doesn't pan out, then it's his job on the line. Considering them almost having to take one this year and his job at stake, wouldn't he be more inclined to trade to one, get his pick of the litter to increase his chances? Um, well, I would say this Blaine, uh, that's a yes and no when it comes to that's a very good question. When it comes to, you're right, Ballard is saying that, um, you know, it is going to be his job on the line if things don't work out with this next quarterback that they're about to have, which I would tell people that if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan, please give it more than one year to figure out whether the Ballard made this right decision. I think we need to just see some resemblance of a good of a good quarterback this year in order to uh, feel like we may have gotten this right but you're right at the same time uh what i think that would do blaine training up to number 1 is 
it does both, actually. It increases his chances of getting the right pick, but it also increases his chances of getting himself canned. So if he does it and gets the quarterback that he wants and that quarterback doesn't pan out, then it makes it worse. See what I'm saying? So like you have, yes, it gives you a better chance. You know, oh, if I do go to number one, then I get the one that I want, that I truly want and I know will get us to where we want to be. Then I look like a genius, right? But at the same time, if he messes up, how did you trade away your immediate future for this guy and you just now look worse? So now we know you can't evaluate quarterbacks. And so, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where it's a, it's a, it could be a great positive or it could also be a, a, a horrible negative. It's just what it is. So, uh, and then I got another one from uh, Beat the Renegades. Do you think Ballard's actually going to trade up to one or stay at four? If I had to be a betting man, uh, I would say stay at four. I would be a betting man if I did that. Um, I would just say this, though. Uh, I think that there's the possibility that Ballard may trade to number three. It, there's a possibility for that because if you like any of the top three quarterbacks who we all presume is Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and Will Levis, then Balor could just pick his, uh, just have his pick of the litter, you know, just, or just get the last one and just be happy with whoever it is that he gets. Uh, at least it guarantees you that you get one of the big three that you would want. That's going to be the big question though. But if I had to be a betting man, I'd say stay at four. Uh, last three here, Pierre, uh, JD fan 11 says, what's going to happen to the O-line? Are we going to follow the Eagles example where they actually build on strength? Bauer has been way too complacent with these players. Um, yeah. So the O-line thing is definitely a very interesting tidbit. I think the first thing you need to do is get rid of the O-line coach. We've been saying that from the beginning of this last season that Strausser's not been doing a good job. He needs to leave. Um, and the other thing is, is yeah, I think definitely the contracts have been a little too good with some of these players, you know, may end up needing to remove some dollars from some of these guys until they prove again that they can actually play consistently at a high level. Um, and that's for all of them, you know, if we're going to retain all of them. Um, but yes, the, the O line definitely, I would see Ballard made the mistake this last year of thinking that the O line was going to be good enough, uh, with the pieces that it had to move forward. And unfortunately he was wrong. And we saw it with Matt Pryor and the right guard position. Uh, it just was not good all year long at left tackle and right guard while Matt Pryor and sometimes Danny Pinter would being in there. So, you know, you just, you got to get better depth. You got to get better quality depth in order to be able to sustain certain things when guys go down. Uh, we got the MF and man saying, why has the whole scheme of this team flipped around went from what it used to be it used to be a heavily focused offensive team who was feared with a defense that everyone wanted to play 
to now a scary defense to an incredibly bad offense. Just don't get it. Um, well, uh, I think the problem that you have there, dude, is, well, for one, the fact that the changing of the quarterback every year has finally started catching up to you. You went out and took a chance on Matt Ryan, and it didn't work out. Matt Ryan was a terrible quarterback and couldn't run the scheme the way that you wanted. And then, of course, you know, with Ballard not addressing the O-line, the O-line was not good, so therefore it made it worse. And then guys got hurt. So the scheme on the offense couldn't work because you have a bunch of young guys on the outside who are trying to work but aren't able to work because they're young and they're not getting involved in the scheme because the O-line can't block and the quarterback can't throw. So it was a problem because everything outside of a of a, of a uh, running back to receiver scheme and sometimes side end scheme, those guys weren't doing their jobs. So it's kind of one of those situations where, you know, the defense, it really did a good job because you brought in a very respected defensive coordinator and Gus Bradley. You, uh, you actually had some players on the defense that actually thrived. You know, Yannick Ngakwe did a fantastic job. Uh, and then of course, Zaire Franklin stepped up and was a tremendous player. And then Stefan Gilmore, of course, stepped up. He looked like a great corner again. And Rodney Thomas stepped up in times that he needed to be. So, you know, you had guys on defense that did their jobs offensively. They just didn't do their jobs. I don't think the scheme was necessarily a terrible thing. I just think we couldn't execute it. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but We'll hope that it changes. Uh, last one here from Peyton Nagel here. If the Colts hire Shane Steichen or Brian Callahan, which OC, DC, and QB do you think each one will bring and why? Um. Well, if I had to take a guess, I would say Shane Steichen and Brian Callahan might be two of the guys who would actually want to retain Gus Bradley. So that would be very interesting. Um. I have no clue who either of those guys would want to bring in for OC. No clue. So you're asking the wrong fella here for that one. But in regards to quarterback, I would say Brian Callahan definitely seems like a CJ Stroud kind of guy or a, or a Will Levis kind of guy. A guy who uh, is not as quite as athletic, but a guy that can throw the ball all over the field and make those plays, primarily C.J. Stroud. Brian Callahan, I would feel, would would thrive with C.J. Stroud as quarterback because he plays a whole heck of a lot like a bunch of the quarterbacks that he has played, has coached over the years. Shane Steichen, I could see a lot more of the Bryce Young kind. Shane Steichen, obviously working with Jalen Hurts this year. Jalen Hurts really thrived with Shane Steichen as the play caller and developing him. And we know the kind of offense they like to run. And Bryce Young could definitely be an improvement in that. Uh, running that kind of offense, particularly with G JT in the backfield. So definitely could see Bryce Young being the favorite with Shane Steichen and CJ Stroud being the favorite with Brian Callahan. So that's going to do it for this video, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this. Thank you all to those who submitted questions. Let us know your thoughts. And again, if you guys want to see more and if you want to see different content, please send me some suggestions in the comments. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.